hello everyone and welcome back to cherry picking my name is alexia ben and i will be your host before i get into anything i would like to acknowledge that i'm recording on the territories of the esquimalt songies and saanich nations who maintain a relationship to the land to this day so it's been about a month since I posted an episode, um, but it's been like five months since I've recorded one because I'm sneaky. And once again, so many things have changed as they always do. So I suppose I've got a couple housekeeping things to go over um, and I'll just lay out the schedule for today. First, we'll just catch up briefly, and then we're going to dive into a conversation about the monarchy. I have been planning a episode about some of the books that I've been reading and just work, creative work that has been inspiring me, really, since I've stopped attending university. Um, and pursued a career path now, which is crazy. However, due to recent events, such as the coronation of King Charles and just personal curiosity, I've, I've stumbled upon some sources and I've had some ideas uh, that have hijacked today's episode mentally so I've I've pushed the other stuff to the side um we're gonna talk about the monarchy and sovereignty later on in the episode but before we get into that we're just gonna catch up because yeah the last episode I recorded was in January and I've been itching to get back but I just I had to give myself some space and time again and I didn't expect that so soon so I had given myself and I say that wincing I I was forced to take time. (laughs) I was figuring things out for a while. And as life would have it, things just kind of fell into place. And I ended up in the right place at the right time and applied for a job with one of the Saanich nations, which I'm excited to discuss a little bit. Um, but also maintain boundaries and distance um, because I deal with sensitive work. So I am so grateful that not only, like, I don't (laughs) know, this is, this is a really, this is a really difficult conversation to have and tiptoe around. Um, Perhaps one of the hardest episodes I've ever (laughs) recorded, and I've talked about some really stupid stuff, but yeah, I just want to get the this stuff out of the way like I I went to school and school was a lot and I had a lot going on in my personal life but also just like it's hard um and there is a, a moment that spans in my case a, a year where you're just like you're done school and you're applying for jobs and like you wonder um just like where it's gonna go it's not even like a hopelessness it's just like oh like, I want to say wistless, wistful, but I don't even know if that's right. Like, it's just, you are, I don't, at least for me, I didn't know. 
Um, so first of all, I feel like I've found a new sense of community. I'm working in a community that I care deeply about and I've been given the opportunity to, I think, follow through with action. Um, if you are one of the people who support me regularly, um, maybe you'll remember me discussing that the three most important things that individuals can do, um, and this can be applied in a really broad sense, but mentally for me, it's very specific, obviously here with the context. Um, the three most important things that we can do is listen to what people say to us. And then secondly, try to understand what they are saying to us. And then third, if what they're saying and what we understand is important, we need to act. And that is a very simple way of reducing something or many things that are complex. Um, and that is something that I've fallen back on through this time. So first of all, I'd like to acknowledge that I've, I'm given an opportunity um, through my career now to act. So I'm working with one of the Saanich nations. I'm not going to publicly say which one because I just don't want to, and that's personal. But I started off working in social development, and that has been so enlightening, um, learning about administration. And I'm going to be moving on and working in more of a health-oriented position with family and youth and I'm very excited for that and just like briefly what I want to acknowledge now is like I on the podcast I've discussed a lot of um, learning that I've done in indigenous governance um, in self-governance in taking a community focused approach to political issues that prevail in our society and broader community as a whole. And I am just so incredibly blessed to be where I am. And that's really all I have to say on it. And I also want to extend outwardly to all of my peers because I, I know deeply that like everyone who listens to me is is really mostly people I'm very close with <laughs> and like um, I know all of you guys are in different places and where you end up literally like six months in the future is crazy because some of you guys know I <laughs> some of you guys know how down bad I've been um, and how like hopeless I was for a little bit so yeah, it's just wonderful. And I think that's the first order of business. Mm, second piece of housekeeping is I don't think I'm going to have episodes, episode numbers anymore. Not that this really affects you, but just I'll throw it in there. <laughs> what an insane segue out of just like the possibly one of the most emotional like little bits I've ever had on here. That's crazy. Anyway, 
I don't think I'm going to have episode numbers anymore because I got an email from Buzzsprout and apparently it takes up valuable real estate in your like title title for buzzwords um it's redundant it doesn't matter and I guess that is true for me I feel like there's definitely like an ego mental block um to this where like I put out a lot of episodes and then I was like oh my god I have to like nobody cares oh my god get over yourself um and then so I don't know I got that email and I was like well if professionally or whatever it's better in quotations um that would also make me feel better Mm, I think (laughs) you know um and this is permanent this is online I understand that there will be people oh my gosh that will like listen to the first one in the future god knows people do now so um that's an insane reflection of me as a person but I don't need numbers human human beings are fluid so anyways that's the second piece of housekeeping So now that that's out of the way, uh, I think that it's time that we talk about the monarchy. The monarchy. So I mentioned that I didn't plan on making this episode, and I'll explain why. The coronation happened, and I'm not, like, a huge... I don't know. I just don't really, like... I don't feel as though it's relevant, and I don't even feel like my opinion is relevant here. So I'm not going to put it in because I have a lot of data to present. (laughs) So I, it was after the monarchy and it was, it was after the coronation and I was just curious. Um, So I, I took myself to Google and I Googled petition to end the monarchy in Canada. Um, And believe it or not, something came up. Um, a petition came up. And if you do know me personally well, you may also remember that at one point in time, um, specifically in March of 2020, I was inspired by my close friend, Celine Gall, who made a petition to shut down her school because of COVID-19. And it gained traction. And so I contacted her and I asked her if it would be okay with her if I copied her Um, and she said yes and so I used the work that she had put in um, and made additions and added some stuff that was relevant to Victoria and took out all the stuff that wasn't (laughs) and posted it in a UVic memes group chat and circulated the petition actually quite effectively and quite quickly. Overnight, it reached the target of 1,500 signatures, and it ended up getting over 8,000 before it shut, like it was redundant because the university was closed, so I just shut it down. But anyways, so I, I look at stuff like this very genuinely and seriously, not just because like, oh like petitions are big like I've, I've had um, some run-ins with virality when it comes to the internet and I I respect it because it leaves me in awe t- 
time and time again. But then on the other hand of that, there's so many more things. Like the monarchy is a deeply rooted institution uh, that comprises the foundation of the nation state, what we know as Canada, today. And so a petition to end that is, is a serious thing. Um, and that's why I am curious about circulating it. So I did research and I would like to present it to you. And that's what we're doing today. I hope people didn't get scared off by the personal rant at the beginning. I do tend to like those. So the petition, we're going to talk about it. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw the poll that I put up. Um, That's what this is about. I just wanted to know if it was worth talking about. Um, I haven't released the results of that poll yet because it hasn't been 24 hours and I kind of wanted to maximize like participation in that Um, but as of right now I have 43 votes for yes and five votes for no leaving the ratio at about one in ten of my followers which is not an accurate representation of Canada one in 10 followers being in support of the monarchy. Meaning nine in nine out of 10 said no. <laughs> I think I'll maybe talk a little bit about some of the responses I got to that later. I want to talk about the petition first. And there's a reason I'm humming and hawing about it. Um, so this, this is a petition that is not just like a change.org one. It's not like a social we're showing support. Um, This is a political petition. It's being brought to parliament or it's a petition to the House of Commons. So it's trying to be brought to parliament. Initiated by a citizen named John. I'm not going to use his last name just because I don't know if it's relevant here. From Abbotsford. And the reason I'm humming and hawing is because the member of parliament who brought it forward let me look at the the terminology here so the member of parliament who brought forward the petition is a conservative member his name is Brad V V and he's the MP for Mission, Matsqui, and Fraser Canyon. And so I, I just get concerned um, as a as a poli sci person um, sometimes. And I would like to just be very thorough um, and intentional with things that I support and everything you know um but I also like I said recognize that in my circle of peers nine out of ten apparently don't support the monarchy so let's talk about it let's talk about the petition I did email Brad and I got a response from Brad so I will share it but let's talk about the petition first this is what it says e4391 uh initiated by John from Abbotsford British Columbia 
um, petition to the House of Commons. Whereas with current polling showing only one in five Canadians support the monarchy, Canadians no longer support the monarchy and are wishing to abolish the monarchy. Canadians are ready to elect our own head of state and recommend a new office to be termed Chancellor of Canada. I don't know. Canadians would save on paying for our residents in every province and territory as they have a lieutenant governor that taxpayers pay for. All treaties with our Indigenous would be automatically transferred to this new office. Canadians seek to have the office act as a proper check and balance and not just a rubber stamp. And Canadians ask that our provinces and territories work in a cooperative, open, and fair process to prevent provinces from hijacking the amending process for constitution. We, the undersigned citizens and permanent residents of Canada call upon the government of Canada to start the process to abolish the monarchy in its entirety in Canada and create a new office which recommend being called Chancellor of Canada. We call upon the House and the provinces to install in the new office power to check and control the balance of power and not let it become just a rubber stamp. We ask that terms for office be limited to five-year terms with no more than two terms in total, and the Chancellor will be of Canadian citizenship only and or renounce former citizenship prior to swearing in office. You know, um, so that's the petition. Uh, last I checked, it had 163 signatures. Um, and yes, let's revisit the Conservative MP. And I don't want to like play into party politics and act scary um but i would just like to acknowledge that like in in the south um there are aberrant assaults on reproductive rights on the rights of lgbtq plus members on women on on black people on indigenous people on people of color on disabled people and there is a certain awareness that has just simply been instilled in me um, on ideology in general and so that's not to presume anything that's not to say anything um, it is just simply me being very thorough and thoughtful and aware of the political climate that we live in <laughs> you know so I did email Brad V's. I really don't know how to say his last name, um, and it should be so simple, and I hope it's right. Um, but I just said, hi, Brad. My name's Alexia, and I have a brief inquiry about the petition you opened to abolish the monarchy. I would like to try to garner social support for this. I've been successful before, but I wanted to make sure that you are not doing this for any sort of ulterior motive. I'm a recent poli-sci grad, and one must understand that my demographic would keenly support this motion. However, I presume some may be weary about your polit political afflictions as a conservative MP. That being said, I would like to circulate this petition. This is my due diligence. Why should Canadians from diverse backgrounds trust this movement? Best wishes. Um, you know, why do I say that, you know? And so he actually responded quite reasonably promptly i'd say and he said dear alexia thank you for your note on petition e4391 calling on the government of canada to abolish the monarchy 
You can be assured that I have no political motivations with this petition. In fact, I am opposed to the abolition of Canada's monarchy. However, as the Member of Parliament for Mission Matsqui-Fraser Canyon, I feel it is my responsibility to bring forward petitions raised by my constituents, regardless of how I personally stand on the matter. Petitions are one of the most direct ways for Canadians to participate in our democracy and raise issues on the floor of the House of Commons. All petitions are citizen-driven, and in this case, my office did not assist the petitioner in drafting it. Sincerely, Brad V, MP. So that's the answer. And again, like I I have flip and flopped on recording this episode and it'll honestly probably be difficult for me to edit it too and to have the confidence to put this out there because it is controversial. Mm it's controversial um but again I'm I'm not talking about me or my opinions I would like to instead highlight some of the things that you have told me about the monarchy how about that I'm gonna do this anonymously of course because I don't want to single people out there so I said do you think the monarchy should be abolished in Canada yes no We talked about that. And then, please don't hold back. I'd love to hear broader opinions about this. For science. First one. They don't serve any purpose as far as I know. Dot dot. So, bye. Mm, Second one. There is no need to have an expensive, iconic head of state that doesn't even live here. Indeed. Third one. Pointless figurehead with inflated perceived worth. Literally the, in capitals, image of colonialism indeed fourth one yes same with our governmental system and the need to have one figurehead fifth dumb and lame anarchy is the only way and i'd love to discuss some more anarchist theory sixth monarchies have been outdated for centuries um such a hot take seventh monarchy makes me think money hoarding and colonial imposition and that's beautiful and that's something that I I really do oh it's such a common thread when you think about colonial states when you think about colonialism when you think about Canada um just like in general is money hoarding um I've mentioned on the podcast before but primitive accumulation of capital is a super important term um and I think that we should all be aware of like capitalism as a system in our world as it functions obviously functions because it has been established over time but it also needed resources um, and understand understanding where those resources came from at the beginning of this system uh, created a certain amount of money a certain establishment of wealth to begin hoarding from uh, because to have power to exert you have to have power in the first place and anyways I think we're on eight then I got someone who disagreed all of these so far have been in agreement obviously but I did have one person respond who disagreed and they said the U.S. abolished the monarchy look where that got them lol but in all seriousness what I'm sorry I have to go yeah 
He said, let me know if you want a loyalist rant because I didn't open that message yet. I didn't get a loyalist rant yet for you guys. And so the eighth one is just the U.S. abolished the monarchy and look where that got them. Um, And that's a lot to unpack, but I think that's comparing apples to oranges personally. But there's definitely like value to be had in that discussion. And so where does this leave us, friends? Um, Probably the end of the episode. So I've told you about petition E4391. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how you receive it. We'll see how my peers... I. This is too much for one little person to think about. Um, but I'll make a TikTok about it. Um, I know I've mentioned before another <laughs> another episode I would like to do is honestly about TikTok um, from a dualistic standpoint because I was in a politics of the internet course um, in my last year of university where I learned a lot and I could talk a lot about TikTok. Um, but then also simultaneously, I've also... Um, garnered some views for sure on there um, and have an experience with just like nasty sides of anonymous people on the internet Um, and I would love to talk about that in depth more Um, but I will probably anyways make a little video about this petition and see how it goes Um, like I said with virality like I I respect it and I've had (laughs) in interactions with it this petition is open until july 11th and if this is like a serious um potential avenue like that like it's not up to me um as brad said in his email what was it petitions are one of the most direct ways for canadians to participate in our democracy and i don't know the citizen who brought this forward john um at all you know like (laughs) Who knows? And we may have nothing in common, but four out of five Canadians and nine out of ten of my followers don't support the monarchy in Canada. And, you know, like at some point we do have to turn around and be like, okay, so what are what are we going to do? We're going to act on it. I don't know, Um, but I'm going to talk about it. And I hope you listened to me, and I hope you understood what I'm saying. Um, And I think no matter when you're listening or where you are, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or a wonderful rest of your night, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.